feature presentation. Welcome back to another Untitled Movie Review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside he's allergic to tomatoes, but he is tomato meter approved, Eric Marchin. Matt, are you ready to get your dance moves on? Cha-cha. I mean, you're going to be dancing soon in Croatia. I am. Yeah, man. As you guys are listening to this, I'm already there. Yeah. Hopefully having a good time. But you're here Um, right now. Weird. Oh, technology. Whoa. Yeah, today we are reviewing Cooper Raff's Cha-Cha Real Smooth, which is premiering on Apple TV Plus on June the 17th. Uh, it also premiered at the Sundance Film Festival this year, earlier this year. Uh, Eric, how are you doing? Well, Matt, it's a Friday night. I'm ready to do the Cha-Cha uh, and just slide into this review in a way that I think... Uh, it's interesting because we haven't really even talked about this because I no, just we both, watched this yeah, like we both watched it an today. hour ago. Yeah. I had a nice morning. We both – so on the newest draft or episode of the Untitled Movie Podcast, you'll hear Eric and I talk about the uh, Buzz Lightyear uh, press conference that we attended virtually. Where as well you as asked Eric's, a really good question. Uh, thank you. But uh, as well as Eric's thoughts on the newest Jurassic World movie and other things it's like shit. that. It's um, yeah. <laughs> But uh, we're not talking about that today because I haven't seen it. I'll see it eventually. But um, yeah, we both squeezed in Cha-Cha Real Smooth uh, right before I leave and because we wanted to get this this review done right before I left. So I watched it right before the press conference. Literally, like it ended three minutes before the Buzz Lightyear press conference uh, started. And then you watched it right after. And we haven't talked about it at all. So I have no idea what you think. Um, I know some of the impressions at a Sundance, but I didn't really pay uh, a ton uh, of attention to it. And I hadn't seen uh, his first film, Shit House. Yes. Um, have you? No, I haven't. It's one of the few IFC movies um, a couple years ago that kind of um slip by slip by and it was one of those films that also played at south by southwest that kind of generated a a bit of a a buzz for you know this new up-and-coming filmmaker who's a multi-hyphenate you know being a writer director producer and actor and um you know making something not only um poignant and and observational but also doing that at at such a young age yeah age is going to be something that i think factors a lot in our conversation um on on this film and it's just in the idea of you know where you're coming from while watching this movie and And at what point in your life you're at yeah and and i think there are very relatable things at any age especially once you pass the age of 22 because the protagonist played uh by cooper raff is a 22 year old uh, college grad who's kind of aimless in life who doesn't really have any prospects afterwards who's kind of moved back in uh with his parents his mom and his stepfather his mom played by leslie mann and his stepfather played by brad garrett uh in a very kind of droll performance which is actually (laughs) really really good it is Um, and i love i love their interaction yeah it's amazing um and again we'll talk more about that uh afterwards but the idea of you know, that kind of character kind of figuring out what they want to do with their life isn't anything new. There's a ton of Sundance movies where it's like yeah. a reevaluation or reappraisal of like, okay, do I want to follow in the footsteps of somebody else that maybe my relationship to, whether it be a partner or a friend has kind of strained and, and, and am I doing it for the, my own personal reasons or am I just following in their footsteps in the sense that we see um, Cooper Raff's character kind of 
at the beginning of this, after graduating college, uh, his his girlfriend at the time is heading to Barcelona, and he's thinking, okay, well, I need to save up some money and and, and so kind I of can follow go. along. Yeah. yeah, and in order to do that, he's working at uh, t- he's doing two jobs. One of which is kind of the bad meat job, sticks. meat sticks, <laughs> uh, and the other one he has basically become a party orchestrator or party starter or uh, uh, the jig con- uh, conductor, as he's called yeah. in his one minute video. With with his much younger brother kind of being his uh, wingman, but he's kind of essentially like like a hype man, and it kind of like I, a DJ hype man yeah. for bar mitzvahs and different. It's kind of like, like the wedding singer in that way, where like you know Adam Sandler kind of really brings something to the Some wedding energy, and like yeah, it gets people you know because a lot of times these kids especially will just be too nervous to get up and start dancing and things like that. So him being a little bit older and charismatic, he, he can get the party started, but still right? kind of childlike, and I think that's why yeah. like a lot of the kids That's why really yeah. like him quite a bit and gravitate to him because he's he's kind of able to talk to them on their level without being condescending and he's also at an interesting phase of his life where he's an adult but he doesn't feel as though like he knows where he's going in life. And I think that that's really interesting. And like the, the relationship or the main sort of storyline is that this character kind of uh, befriends um a, a young mother played by Dakota Johnson, who's also a producer on the film. Uh, she plays a character named Domino and her daughter Lola uh, played by Vanessa Burkhart is autistic. And um, the daughter also takes uh, quite a shine to, to Cooper's character. But again, it never treats the autistic character. And I think the actor actually is autistic. I was watching mm-hmm. some videos and, and interviews afterwards to kind of, do some research there yeah totally and and again like it never treats you know it with kid gloves but at the same time you know it's still addressing the situation and how people sort of interact with her and you know there's a subplot with that character being bullied and um you know uh cooper's character basically saying like to his younger brother can you you know, give her a hand and not trying to like directly intervene. And then when he does, he gets into more trouble and yeah. yeah. And it's just, it's not really a plot driven film. It's more of a kind of like arrested development storyline where, you know, a character is just kind of plateauing and trying to figure things out and figure their own lives out. But then also like comparing themselves to other people and even the relationship that builds between Dakota Johnson and Raph's character in that, like, you know, she's, you know, a little bit older in her thirties and seems about, yeah, 10 years older than him. Yeah. And has kind of lived, you know, her twenties and, and, and had that in her life. And, and she's now kind of beginning to settle down. She has a fiance played by uh, Raul uh, Castillo, um, who's also weirdly in the Adam Sandler uh, Netflix film hustle. He played an in-house lawyer weekend. Yeah. And he's also playing lawyers in both of them as well. Oh yeah. An in-house counsel uh, for the Philadelphia 76ers in, in, in hustle. So yeah. And even that character, I really like where that goes in the third act specifically. I thought it was going to fall down some kind of, you know, cliche Sundancey kind of, ways and it, a lot of times it is that but uh, I agree with you that where that character goes to I'm like oh I'm, I was pleasantly surprised by that and I think that just kind of sums up my feelings on the movie as a whole I think it's just uh, it, it is that classic kind of Sundancey movie but I feel like uh, that's fine and I feel like it, it wears that on its sleeve and just kind of is a super pleasant enjoyable 
movie. I thought Cooper Rafe has a ton of charisma. Like I really liked him for someone who wrote and directed and stars in this. Like I just felt him very natural and, and organic in the role. And I felt like his chemistry with Dakota Johnson, who is becoming one of my like favorite actresses. I just feel like she's, you know, so underrated, but continuously really well used in, in a lot of the kind of smaller indie stuff she's been doing. Um, and then uh, with Vanessa Burkhardt as Lola, like I just thought that whole relationship between the three of them was just like really kind of wonderful. And then on top of that, you do have those relatable things, whether you are someone who are in your 30s and you relate to Dakota Johnson's character or you've lived through your 20s and you relate to uh, Andrew Cooper Rafe's character or you're kind of a mix in both where you're in your 30s kind of. And, and I think Dakota Johnson sees a lot of that, too, where she still is trying to figure out her life and you don't necessarily have it all sorted out by your 30s even, but you want to enjoy your 20s and i just felt like it was just a super enjoyable pleasant chill kind of movie that doesn't need it didn't need to go into those territories of being overly dramatic or kind of lean into that kind of stuff and and which becomes into the kind of cliched you know i need the big third act kind of blow up moment to have this big dramatic piece in the movie and it doesn't necessarily need that and i feel like it just you know it is what it is. And I feel like it was super enjoyable. And like, that's, I don't know. I just, that's what I feel. Yeah. It, it feels very naturalistic, like a stream of consciousness coming yeah. from, you know, this up and coming filmmaker who really seems to have a strong voice of, of who he is as a person, yeah. but also still growing, you know, like, yeah. I mean, that's like, that's a whole part of it. Like there's a combination of him trying to figure out his own life. And then also trying to help those he cares about, but then also at the same time realizing that he doesn't have the world experience or the life experience that maybe Dakota Johnson has. But again, it's never condescending in any way where it's like, you know, there are characters that are, you know, like some of the adults at the bar and oh, totally, yeah. that, you know, uh, uh, Cooper is basically being this uh, DJ slash party orchestrator at and like some of that, like, you can see why he gets hired for that and why he's so affable in those situations and kind mm -hmm. of add something to it. The the actor I, I, I through the whole film, I kept thinking he reminds me of somebody so much and I couldn't put my finger on it until about the third act and part of it is is his facial expressions but it also but it's also just the way he delivers lines and kind of how he interacts with other actors he kind of reminded me of Greta Gerwig a little bit in in that kind of okay. like Francis Haw kind of yeah. mode where you have a character who again is trying to just figure their shit out and at the same time, maybe taking uh, steps that are a little bit too bold or, or what have you, or out of line. But at the same time, it's like you make those mistakes when you're, yeah. when you're younger. And there's just something about his character that I can find both likable and also grating. I, I think that the character is by design supposed to be somewhat, obnoxious because he is in his early 20s he's still you know he's not a kid but he is a young adult and it's like okay well you know the way that you're treating the brad garrett character and 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 is yeah which yeah. is very funny but like but it's also truthful would, because i think with blended yeah. families there there is that kind of but I would want to punch this kid in the face if I was. Oh, his I, yeah, 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 yeah. I think like I was more siding with Brad Garrett, where I yeah, could see if totally. like somebody was in their twenties watching this movie would be siding with Cooper. 
Oh, know, totally. like, with Rafe's with, with Raph's character and that thinking like, oh, like I thought it was like, very the, funny, everything he was saying. And I thought like they all it was all not necessarily none of it felt deserved, which is why I felt like I was on Brad Garrett's side. Yeah. Brad Garrett's just like the fuck, man. Like, sorry, I'm, I'm with your mom, but you don't have to be a dick to me all the time. And like, I agree with you that like. You know, the character is very likable, I think. Um, but I, I that stuff with Brad Garrett and even you can see how some of the other adults treat him and stuff, which you've already brought up that there is that I think which is what the movie's about. The the kind of uh, you in your 20s versus your 30s versus the people who are even older who have kids. And I just um, I kind of liked that dynamic throughout it. But I loved his his relationship with. Uh, stepdad greg yeah so I just and then thought it was funny. and then again with like you know rafe's character andrew also helping his younger brother and coaching him mm-hmm. and sort of like you know having his first uh you know love and and kind of figuring that out as well because in the in the prologue of, of this movie we kind of see andrew at a much younger age and yeah sort of his kind of again like always going for older women yeah, and sort of where that relationship goes, and and obviously it doesn't go as far as say licorice pizza, but um, it, it's just interesting where it's like it, timing is also uh, a, a, seems to be a key factor in sort of how, where these characters are meeting in their lives and how they're meeting, and and again, you know, the the advice we take from people is based mostly on experience and Mm -hmm. you know it doesn't always apply to every situation especially when it comes to generational but um you know there is truth within every generation there's things that you can relate to and i feel like like, this is this does that pretty well i mean there again there are moments that would be considered Mm -hmm. i guess quote unquote quirky like it seems like there's a shortage of chairs in this universe where like everybody's either sitting on kitchen tops on the floor or leaning on kitchen counters (laughs) And it's like weird observation, but yeah, but but it's true though. It's weird where it's like, you know, like normal people when they're having conversations, I'll sit in a chair. Yeah. I've never, to make it more visually interesting. They probably have them do things. I've never sat on a kitchen counter and had cereal talking to my mom ever. I I never, right. Like it's just something that kind of feels like, okay, how do we make this shot? more More, dynamic or interesting and like instead of two people sitting at a breakfast table or yeah yeah yeah. and and the conversations i think are enough like i think leslie mann is really wonderful as well yeah and and how you know the again how the character is defined not just by you know she it's revealed that she's bipolar but they never really kind of like you know use it as a gimmick or what have you yeah it's it's not movie doesn't weaponize any of that stuff no. like i i feel like like any of uh, you know whether it's you know lola's autism or 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 leslie man's um leslie man um yeah leslie man's yeah. uh bipolarism and like the different things like that i just felt like it, it was each time where i thought they would go there in all of those situations they never really did like obviously there's some um drama and there's some you know conflict and stuff throughout the movie but it never went to that territory where i felt like it was either weaponizing those things or uh kind of using them in kind of a gross way and i felt like it all felt you know pretty real and pretty you know well used throughout yeah there's only maybe one plot point that i kind of felt maybe was mishandled in how it developed the relationship 
to or speeds up the relationship between Dakota Johnson and uh, Cooper Rafe or Raph. I keep saying I keep wanting to say Raph. Or His character's Rafe. Andrew. Yeah, Andrew. <laughs> well, Andrew and Domino, and and yeah, it's something that it, it happens early on in the story, and it's a very personal medical matter that happens, yeah. okay. and it yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, feels yeah. like that would almost take up the whole story or the whole narrative and the way that it kind of is like, it's there to kind of strengthen the bond between the two in Mm. an accelerated rate. Because this, again, this story doesn't, it's not like over the years, it's over, you know, a few months. And like, even Mm -hmm. at at the end of the movie where you have like a final title card with like six months months later, later. um, it kind of feels like there's this one moment where it's like, okay, well we have to really get across that. Like, Andrew is this, you know, um, selfless kind of like perfect guy. And it's like, well, you've already done that enough. You don't need to like do that so much. And it's not to say that like the, the domino character is, you know, having this problem or what have you. And, and, and it just kind of feels like, again, like it feels narratively like a shorthand in a lot of ways. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree later on or like never really brought up again in any capacity other than like, I'm sure like once we get into a plot device to kind of accelerate their relationship kind of thing rather than being something that they really dive deep into and not saying that you have to, but it is a pretty major thing, but it is a personal thing as well. And they barely know each other. So him just helping her in that moment and then it not really touched upon i kind of understand that or sure her not going you know deeper into that with him um but yeah i i see where you're coming from and i don't disagree with you there and that's why i think the movie's not perfect like i feel like it does very much feel like a movie i've seen almost a hundred times but i think yeah. like i said it it takes the story into places where i'm like oh i'm glad you didn't go that route and you actually were a little bit more restrained or um, just observational and things like that, where you didn't have to be overly dramatic and lean into that kind of stuff, even though there are big things that happen. But I kind of liked that they didn't make those a big deal and they kept them personal and just kept them about the characters and the relationships. And um, But yeah, like I don't think it ever blew me away or anything because going back to like, I thought it was perfectly enjoyable Sundance fair. <laughs> like yeah. it would have been a movie I saw at Sundance. I go, yeah, that's a Sundance ass movie. And I liked it. <laughs> And then I'm like, I, I'm interested to see what he does. I want to check out Shithouse, like great title of, for a movie too. Um, but I, I am definitely interested. A guy who is, he's in his early 20s, who's now directed two films, written, directed, you know, produced and starred, starred in, in them, like, which is, which is wild, right? And edited, like, I think he said he partly edited. He worked with other editors too. But like, I think that's incredibly impressive and it feels very polished and, um, and he feels co- he feels confident in his direction and his script and things like that. Where sure, it never kind of goes to that like, oh my god, this is something I've never seen before or something like that. But I think it's also cool at the beginning of your career to just make really solid little indie movies like this. And um, I I was definitely engaged throughout the whole thing. I enjoyed all the performances. That the direction was solid. It's not flashy or anything like that. But um, and then him doing all of those things is just like super impressive for someone who's in their early 20s. And I, I'm excited to see what he does next. Yeah. And even to just be picked up by Apple, like for your, yeah, your sophomore effort out of Sundance. And I mean, again, like obviously, you know, he has 
big movie stars in this. Obviously, Dakota Johnson. Uh, yeah, and, Dakota Johnson probably helps, and then same yeah. with uh, Leslie Mann and and yeah. and, uh, and even oh, Brad Garrett and, and yeah, just Brad like, Garrett. Like just like having these kind of like bigger names, like you know, working on this production with you, and then like um, uh, you know, the idea that. I think one of the things that might hurt this movie a little bit as well is that like, because it played at Sundance and it was picked up at app by Apple that there might be that coda expectation where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's also being released in the summer and it's kind of like, Oh, is this going to be the next coda? Is this going to go all the way to, you know, be nominated for best picture at the Oscars? And it's like, yeah. it's not that movie really. It's, no, it's, it's not. It, it's it, your, and I think it's a typical Sundance film. Like you, like you keep I saying, agree, like, yeah. it, like it plays, like like a fairly like independent write what you know you know do some interesting stuff that is kind of a calling card or trademark that'll help you get to the next film but because it was bought by this major corporation that has you know endless money it kind of does feel like oh like like weirdly this should be a big film and it's not like like expectations of when you're watching this you should just expect something that's kind of small intimate character based and that's kind of looking at the kind of perceptive and poignant moments of what it's like to be in your 20s but also kind of just feeling lost in general Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know if like the general public ever you know, even thinks that way. Like, I don't even know if they put two and two together and go, Oh, Coda was on Apple and app. They won best pictures. And this is coming out at the same time. And I just, no, this is more for film Twitter than anything. I know. And I don't even think those people, like, I think they know, and those people are informed enough that I don't think they would even make that connection. Cause like I never once did. And I know you didn't either. So like, I, Indie Spirit Awards, that's a different story. Oh, totally. Um, And I don't know how his last movie performed at any of those, but I know it was was even smaller than this, obviously, not being picked up by Apple TV. IFC. um, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. I thought it was enjoyable. Um, I don't know if it's a movie I'm ever going to want to revisit or even... You know, like I'll go, oh, I really like that, and I'll suggest it to people. But like... But it goes down real smooth. Like (laughs) 3.5 for me. Same three and a half yeah. out of five. There we go. We it's, never we never even talked. But it's it, again. It's 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 a it's it's a good movie. Like I don't feel like yeah. Like we're we're not trying to like dissuade anybody from seeing it. And I feel like there are going to be a lot of people that watch this movie, especially if they're in that age group where maybe they can really relate to it. But there was stuff in this that I could relate to, and that oh, I'm totally. sure you Whether could too. Was, and yeah, like I said, a lot on the Dakota Johnson side of things is someone who's about to get married in, in two weeks. And there's a lot on the Cooper Rafe side of someone who doesn't know what the fuck they're doing in their life and things like that, both in my twenties and even into my thirties. And like, so yeah, I, I feel like if you're in that age group, whether you are in your twenties or thirties, I feel like you will get a, a lot more out of this movie. Like, I don't know if my parents would or something like that watching this. I think they you would never still know. Enjoy I think it, they might, I might, but, they, you know, they might see the parents, they might see Leslie Mann and, 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 and totally. Brad Garrett and see oh, absolutely, where they're coming yeah. from. And like the idea again, like, I really love the payoff of Brad Garrett's character and like, it's not a big showy moment, but at the same time, it's like, there's a great moment in the car with all of them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's yeah. like, he's there like, like even though Andrew can't see why Leslie Mann's character is interested in him or, you know, quote unquote settled for him. You then you can understand it in, in a moment later on. And it's just like, okay, mm-hmm. like he, like, yeah, it's, 
you know, it doesn't necessarily mean like if you, you you're not the person that has to like this person, you know, be happy yeah. for your mom that she found somebody, you know, exactly. Um, yeah, go check it out June 17th on Apple TV plus and, and shout out to Apple TV plus. I just feel like making interesting acquisitions, putting out consistently solid hashtag content. And like, um, I feel like they are one of the more underrated streaming services that people are starting to pay attention to a bit more with things like after party and Ted Lasso, obviously, and, um, and more like there's, they have a lot of good stuff and obviously winning with Coda last year, they got cha-cha. I feel like severance is doing well. Yeah. Severance is amazing. They have another, uh, what other big movie they have this year. They have, well, uh, I mean, supposedly, um, killers of the flower Moon right, is supposed yeah. to come out, but that's also kind of like, they, they were they're doing reshoots this summer so that could be moved to 2023 but then there's also the matthew vaughn film uh, right Argyle. that's a big one too yeah 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 good for them man uh thank you all for listening or watching we really do appreciate it uh go check out our other reviews that we have right now uh up right now for Lightyear and spiderhead both of those should be up for you guys to listen or watch uh, as well as our new episode of the Untitled Movie Podcast, which I mentioned, where uh, we talk about Beebs Brew, Jurassic World, the Buzz Lightyear uh, press conference, and different things like that. So go check that out. Uh, we'll be off for this is probably one of the last pieces of content, other than maybe some interviews that have, that'll drop sporadically. Uh, we'll you probably love sporadic. <laughs> well, we probably won't have a ton of stuff over the next two weeks because this is probably dropping right around release date so uh you, you never know something might pop up eric might do something maybe i jump on camera with him for 30 minutes and do a little mini podcast from the from the villa or something like croatia that. cast who knows yeah who knows but we'll see but um we'll be back uh very very soon we won't be gone uh for too long but uh one stop shop for everything over on letterboxd untitled underscore movies uh, and as always, my name is Matt Rohrbeck. You can find more of my work around the internet, but mostly at untitledmoviepodcast.com. And you can follow me on all those social medias at Matt Rohrbeck. And I'm Eric Marchin. You can find more of my video reviews on rogerstv.com slash cinemascene and on all the social medias at EM6211. Until next time. It smells a little raff. Too raff. Meat sticks. One hop this time. Slide to the left. Slide to the right. Get your meat sticks. Meat sticks is good. <laughs>